Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you so much for all your support. It really, really means a lot. If you would like to email the podcast, you can do so at clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. The podcast streams every Monday and every Wednesday on Spotify, YouTube, and every other popular platform that's out there. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can do at buymeacoffee.com forward slash clockwork junkie that's buy me a coffee forward slash clockwork junkie i set this page up because of the request of a lot of viewers if you would like to donate you can donate five euros a month or you can donate 50 euros for one year's membership as always my monday and wednesday podcasts are free and will always be but on joining this page and becoming a members only you will have access to a special members only podcast every single month that will only be available on the members only page at buy me a coffee forward slash clockwork junkie i will also put weekly posts and messages up there and also if you would like you can avail of special messages like happy birthday or congratulations for you or a loved one so thank you for all your support so far it really really means a lot let's go onwards and upwards with this podcast and let's start the show Hey, how are things? Mark here with the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to have a listen. Um, if you'd like to contact the podcast about anything at all, it's uh, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. So, I was thinking there, you know the way a, a lot of my podcasts will be about, you know, mental stuff and stuff in, in your mind and how's your mental health or maybe the right way to think or the wrong way to think or you know always think positively uh, positively and always think that if you want to do something that you can do and I speak an awful lot about that but what I hadn't done at any stage up to this podcast is speak about um, you know also doing things that you want to do in terms of like superhuman strength or stu- superhuman feats of strength or what might come across as that and I mean that's anything from like an athlete that would train so hard to be able to do something that you or I perhaps might think is impossible or, you know, all the way down to a normal person like me and you doing a crazy uh, superhuman, um, maybe saving somebody from a burning building or lifting a car off somebody. or. And I just thought, like, there's so many stories out there when I start looking into it. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to do a podcast on that and go through some of the different things? I mean, I was reading some stories there and like I, I actually have them for you here on the podcast. <clears throat> some of them are like athletes that done stuff and it's absolutely ridiculous like the stuff they're able to do. And other ones then are just people like you and me. And then I have stuff about what scientists think and you know yourself. I'll go through it all. I'll give you a fair enough run on it. Um, you can let me know what you think yourself. The first one I came across here, and it actually turns out it's quite popular, so there's a chance that you may have heard it before. I didn't hear about it before, um, and I couldn't believe it when I was reading it. I actually checked two or three different sites to make sure it wasn't a joke. And it's this thing, it was called the 50-50-50. So it was Los Angeles native Dean Canaris. He ran 50 marathons in 50 different US states in 50 consecutive days I mean that's incredible I mean even to run one marathon 
I know a lot of people do it and it doesn't seem incredible, but you, ha you can't just do that. You have to train really, really hard, as you know already. And then he's through another one the next day. But I mean, it's not like 50 miles down the road. He's in a state doing a marathon. Then he has to leave that state. I presume fly to the next state. Um, you know, get good night's sleep, get his, mas his massage, get checked by the doctor. And then wake up the next morning early to do that state's marathon. And repeat that then. So 50 marathons in 50 US states on 50 consecutive days. So he began uh, with the Lewis and Clark Marathon in St. Louis on September the 17th, 2006. And he finished with the New York City Marathon on November the 5th. Wow. That's so impressive. It's so impressive like for a human being to be able to do that. And I suppose you can argue, oh, I'm sure he was training for two or three years. And like that's incredible. That's absolutely, I couldn't believe when I read that. 50 marathons and 50 different states on 50 days in a row absolutely incredible he says here it hurts so much and your body is saying stop and you kind of override those mechan those mechanisms and force yourself to go you know he must be like how can the body get so fit like can you imagine like you're in your you're heading to your 15th state you've 14 marathons done already and to think like you're not even close to being halfway through yet and then, of course, he's to go to Hawaii, which is in the Pacific Ocean. He's to go to Alaska. Like, how long does it take to travel there, you know? <clears throat> Absolutely crazy. It really is crazy. Uh, this is one here that I came across. And, again, <laughs> I found it hard to believe. So, I, I looked up several different sites. And it turns out that, for all intent and purposes, it's... It's it's true, um. So I'm not making this up. I I'm gonna read it out as as I have it here. It says between the ages of thirty and sixty five. Roy Cleveland Sullivan was struck by lightning seven times, and survived them all. So between the age of thirty and sixty five. So in a thirty five year period, Roy Cleveland Sullivan was struck by lightning seven times and survived them all. It says during that time. Sullivan averaged being struck by lightning once every five years. Jesus, how's your luck? While the average person's odds of being struck by lightning in a given year are one in three quarters of a million. Even that seems low, one in three quarters of a million. You know? Um, and it says here, however, Sullivan increased his... Oh, here we go. Sullivan increased his chances by working as a park ranger. At a national park in Virginia, which averages 35 to 50 thunderstorm days per year, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So that's fair enough. So he's working in a place that has 35 to 40 thunderstorms, uh, thunderstorm days per year. Um, and it goes on to say here, and I promise I'm not making this up, it says, nicknamed the human lightning conductor. And the human, the, the human lightning rod, Sullivan has been struck by lightning, lightning more than any other human being, according to the Guinness World Records. So his nickname is the human lightning conductor, or the human lightning rod. Um, he's been struck, and it's, on, it's in the Guinness Book of Records, he's been struck um, by lightning more times than anybody else. And it says here then, he died in 1983 at the age of 71. 
you're probably thinking, was he struck by lightning? That's exactly what I thought as well. But no, this is not as a result of a final lightning strike, but from a self-inflicted gunshot wound reportedly reportedly over an unrequented love. Oh, isn't that sad? So he's struck by lightning all those times, seven times, and I didn't kill him. He ended up killing himself over love. Absolutely crazy. So there was this guy, um, he was a legendary base jumper. And he jumped out of a balloon while he was in space. On the 14th of October 2012, he took a giant helium balloon 39 kilometers, which is 24 miles, up to the stratosphere. So he took a giant helium balloon 24 miles up into the stratosphere. And then, like a superhuman, he jumped. So he's four minutes and 19 second descent broke the sound barrier, not to mention all previous records, including the one for the fastest speed without the aid of a vehicle. So this fucker jumped for four minutes and 19 seconds and broke the speed barrier. That's crazy. Like <clears throat> That's really, really crazy. It says here as well then, are these incredible physical feats just the product of insanely superhuman genes or is there more to it? And I reckon then that it's all in the mind. So to say fake it until you make it, well that turns out that you will eventually. You'll make it as long as you think that you can. So studies after studies show that athletes who train the mind as well as the human body can improve endurance and the limits of the human body as a result. So expanding what you believe you can physically endure makes a huge difference as much as 120% more. In other words, to be a real ninja, you just have to believe you're one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I do believe, well, just before I start, you can't expand how, how much you endure as much as 120%. That's a pet peeve of mine, as you can only go 100%. That's it. You hear footballers talking, oh, we lost the last game and in training we gave 110%. You didn't champion you give 100 percent at the most that's all you can give jesus <clears throat> but um yeah like a lot of it is in the mind isn't it like we ever i remember training with the army there and he'd be running up mountains and he'd be going for fucks i just i can't do it like i'm absolutely exhausted um but you always did it like you know like you could have stopped at any moment but you didn't you kept going so it's obviously the body was able to do it but i suppose the mechanics in the mind were saying well this is hurting me here my leg is sore my back is sore my calf is sore, my knees are getting a bit, you know, I'm finding it hard to breathe, so stop, it's kind of warning you to stop, but I suppose if you keep going, um, you're able to keep going, but I suppose, look, is there something to be said that that might be dangerous as well, don't horses do that, if you were riding a horse, the horse would keep running and never stopping until its heart explodes, so I'm not 100% sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, so here's something here now, moving on, that I came across, that is absolutely outrageous. And I checked this up. This is true. This is a real person. And it's it's just. Um, I absolutely love this story. It's uh, <clears throat> the blind man who can see. So it's Daniel Kesh. He's 53. He can't see with his eyes. He had both of them removed. During a childhood battle with retina cancer. Very very unfortunate. Um, but he's so finely tuned his hearing. That he can navigate his bike through heavy traffic. He can climb trees 
he can go camping alone and he can dance no problem around the place. His power is called echolocation. So this guy is blind. He can cycle his bike in traffic, climb trees, go camping alone. Like you need your senses when you go camping. Um, so his power is called echolocation. This is crazy now. Uh, to to um to orient himself, Kish clicks his tongue and listens closely as the sound bounces off objects around him and returns to his ears at different volumes. Isn't that unbelievable? So he's clicking his tongue. I don't even know how you click your tongue. And uh, when the sound goes to something, it echoes back to him. And he can tell the different textures and structures and how far they're away, whether they're moving, whether they're stationary. Like, I'd say if I practiced that for 200 years, I, I wouldn't be able to do it, to be honest. Um, That's definitely so, uh, superhuman. Now, it says here that uh, bats, dolphins and beluga whales use a similar technique. It's called uh, biosonar to navigate in the ocean. So Kish is so adept at getting around using echolocation that other blind people hire him to help them get around. And then he's quoted to say, that tongue click is everything to me. That's crazy. It really is a crazy story. Like that man's life could have been so different. How did he learn how to do that? How can how can he do that? Like like could could we all do that? Like he's I don't to say that if, if you lose one of your senses, that all the rest of your senses are um grow that bit much more sensitive if you like. You know, and I, I I wonder do we have to lose a sense to be able to do that, or can we just do it? I suppose the 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 point of this being superhuman is like, can we do more with our bodies than we think we can do? Um, what we've, you know, what I've read so far, the answer is yes. But I wanted to do, um, if you like, I wanted to do examples of stuff that uh, has happened. And I wanted to do a, a lot of them, just to see, like, down through the years. And what, what I have found is, an awful lot of them have happened with people lifting cars off other people. Um, so it says here, the most common antidotal examples are of parents lifting vehicles to rescue their children and when people are in life or death situations. I suppose that's that fight or flight. You get the adrenaline, don't you? So I'm going to read out a few here now. and Here's something that I didn't know. Um, it says, before May 1962, Jack Kirby claims a woman lifted a car off her baby and that inspired him to create Incredible Hulk. I don't know if you've, if like, I remember the Incredible Hulk, the program years ago. Um, obviously the Incredible Hulk man form is David Banner. The guy that played him in the old Incredible Hulk was at the name, I'll never, oh, Bill Bixby was his name. And uh, in that he goes in and he gets his, uh, his Hulk powers, I forget what he was radioactivity or something like that and he's trying to lift a car off somebody and he can't and then he turns into the hulk <clears throat> and he's able to do so so apparently jack kirby got the idea from that in 1962 so in 1982 uh in georgia tony carvello was repairing a 1964 chevrolet 
um, from underneath it. So the vehicle was propped up with jacks, but it fell. His mother lifted the car high enough and long enough for two neighbours to replace the jacks and pull Tony from beneath the car. You know, that's absolutely crazy, like. This one here, in, in 2006 in Quebec, resident Lydia Anguyu saved several children by fighting a polar bear until a local hunter shot it. But isn't that it? Like, I suppose, if you've seen a polar bear, you'd go running straight away. You'd be gone like a scalded cat. Or you'd be like a squirrel up a tree. No problem at all. But if your child was there and it was coming towards your child, you wouldn't run. You'd run straight for the polar bear and you'd go to war. Probably knowing that you're going to lose your own life and be disemboweled and ripped asunder, I'm sure. But it's just crazy. Like, there must be stuff... There, there must be stuff... Um, There must be something to this. There, there has to be something to this. It says here in 2006, then, in uh, Tucson, Arizona, Tom Boyle watched as a Chevrolet, that's two Chevrolets in a row, uh, hit an 18-year-old called Kyle Holtrust. The car pinned the child, still alive, underneath. Uh, Boyle lifted the Chevrolet off the teenager while the driver was able to pull the teen to safety. So a lot of these are people lifting cars. I suppose when you see it, you get a shock, you get the fight or flight. Um, and all the energy in your body must go to your muscles and give you that extra bit of strength. Um, again, here in 2009 in Ottawa, Kansas, um, a five foot seven, 180 pound Nick Harris lifted a uh, Mercury uh, sedan to help a six year old girl that was pinned underneath. 2009 in Newport, Wales, Donna McNamee, Abigail Siloco, and Anthony McNamee. Lifted a 1.1 ton Renault Clio off an 8 year old boy. In 2011 in Tampa, Florida. 6 foot 3, 295 pound University of South Florida college football player. Uh, Danos Esterer lifted a 300, a 3,500 pound car off a man who had been caught underneath. That's, that, that's 1,600 kilos. Three and a half thousand car. What? What's this? This guy is six foot three and almost three hundred pounds. So he lifts over ten times, ten times his weight. The man was a tow truck driver who had been pulled, who had been pinned under the rear of a tire of a nineteen ninety Cadillac Seville. They're huge, which had lurched forward on the while he was working underneath it. The man suffered only minor injuries. A three and a half, a three and a half thousand pound car. In 2012, in Glen Allen in Virginia, 22-year-old Laura Kranaski rescued her father. Uh, after a jack used to prop up his BMW slipped, pinned him under, Laura lifted the car, then performed CPR on her father until he uh, and saved his life. That's incredible. Again, in 2012 in Michigan, Austin Smith, age 15, lifted the car to save his grandfather pinned underneath. Listen, oh, I'm learning from this is stop fixing your car from underneath. For fuck's sake. Uh, in 2013 in Oregon, teenage sisters Hannah, age 16, and Haley, age 14, lifted a tractor to save their pinned father underneath. Jesus. In 2013, uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador, 
Cedia Stuckless, a 72-year-old man, or Cecil Stuckless, a 72-year-old man, lifted a jeep to save his son who was pinned underneath it. In 2005, in St. John's, Newfoundland, Nick Williams lifted a four-wheel drive vehicle to save a young boy pinned underneath his tyre. In 2017, in Tampa Terrace, Florida, Kenny Franklin lifted a SUV from a state trooper after an accident. Um, in 2019, in Ohio, Zach Clark, a 16-year-old football player, lifted a 3,000-pound car after hearing his neighbour call for help. So I don't know what you think of them. You see... I suppose reading between the lines here, when you see when you hear that someone's after lifting a three thousand pound car, of course that doesn't mean over their head. You know, they're lifting one end of it, like, like the other end is still on the ground. Like maybe if if it was like you know the way say a car is four corners, the top two and the bottom two. So let's say on the right bottom corner, I'm stuck, and you come over, you just have to lift the right bottom corner. Like only a small bit for me to get out like so you'd imagine nearly you know it's 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 don't get me wrong it's still a great uh feat of strength but i i'm 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 not sure it's as good as you know they're making it out to be but i don't know like have you ever heard of anyone doing that in your own family or have you done it yourself has anyone done it for you i don't know it's mad isn't it, it says here um uh what makes people exhibit superhuman strength during a crisis it says here, many usually attribute these extraordinary feats to adrenaline, also known as ephrine, or the fight-or-flight hormone, which is what we spoke about. When faced with a stressful situation, the human body immediately prepares itself to respond, either to fight or to flight. Uh, the body goes into a process that allows it to go into an action. The body goes into a process that allows it to go into action, thus the term adrenaline rush. So yeah, you often, like, I don't know, when you're younger, you get chased by a dog, you get an adrenaline rush when you're, I don't know, if you're like me, you're in an archer trying to steal apples, and the man will come out and say, get off my fucking tree, you get an adrenaline rush then, you can nearly get down the tree really quickly without hurting yourself, jump over a gate and get out. Um, so, psychologists then, um, they used to think that the muscles controlled their own effort levels, shutting down when exhausted but it said now we now know that the brain plays a much bigger part and that fatigue signals from the muscles are weighed in the context of motivation belief and expectation so if we're really really tired and we're not motivated we feel fatigued and we don't do anything whereas we're really really tired and we need to get to help someone from falling off a bridge our muscles are able to do that they're able to stand the test um and 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 keep going it goes on to say here when we're in a life-threatening and a general an adrenaline fuel situation it makes sense that the brain abandons its usual conservative approach and instructs the muscles to work much nearer their full capacity but also bear in mind that many antidotes about superhuman strengths are not as incredible as the first seem for example, it usually it's usually only one corner of the car's bulk that's briefly lifted, not its full weight. 
bang, thank you. That's exactly what I said. So then what I wanted to do was I wanted to find um a couple of kind of stats and see what way it is. So it's up here. What is the maximum human strength? Um and it you know, I wouldn't know even know how to begin with this. Like what is it strong to be able to lift something up? Is it strong to be able to hold something for a long time? So I looked it up and this is the answer I got. It says um the human limit of strength is considered to be eight hundred to one thousand pounds overhead. Eight hundred to one thousand pounds overhead. So that's impossible. Uh and eleven hundred to fifteen hundred pounds bench press so that's crazy so the human limit of strength to lift something over your head is 800 to 1000 pounds and to bench press it the human limit of strength is 1100 to 1500 pounds so if a user would peak human strength was to have an adrenaline rush it could push them into enhanced strength but not to superhuman strength so even if, if for example you can lift over your head that the, the human limit of strength is 800 to 1000 so I suppose you could lift the corner of something and that probably isn't as impressive as it once seemed when I start saying this. Um, and then there was something then that I have never come across this before. Um, and I just came across it by accident. And the question was, do humans only use 30% of their strength? Now I've often heard of people saying that we only use like 3% or 10% of our brain um i actually read up that before that's not true either we use way more of it than that but um there is laws left that we don't use uh, that we don't understand um but i thought like i can talk about that again but on the physical side then like is is when you're lifting a weight for example is that the only strength you can have is that as much as you're able to lift or can you lift more but don't realize it and i came across this and i found it interesting and it makes sense as well look let me read it out for you first it says, there is something called the autonomous reserve. So if you are not trained as a strength athlete, you will in fact only use 40 to 60% of maximum muscle fibers in one single move. If you are not trained as a strength athlete, you will in fact only use 40 to 60% of maximum muscle fibers in any one move as well. So if me and you are doing something and we're not trained and we think we're doing the best that we can, we're only using 40 to 60% of what, we, what we'd be able to do. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? And then I thought, why can't we do that? What's the reason that we can't use our 100%? What, or as your man said earlier on, 120%. But what's why can't we use 100%? And it came down that the brain limits the strength. So it says the brain does limit the physical abilities of our body to on average one third, one third for our own safety. So we, we are stronger, but the brain limits the amount of, if you like, adrenaline rush, the amount of uh, hormones that go around our body that might give us the most strength and it's for our own safety. And it says here then, interestingly enough, if we had 100% of our physical strength unlocked, our metabolism would be so high that we wouldn't be able to survive. So the brain and body limit themselves so they can live. I found that very, very interesting. So I suppose if we are using 
a third or even 40 we we'll just call it 50 percent we're using half of our strength at any one time and then if we have kind of a big accident and it's a fight or flight we can lift up to as i said there 800 to a thousand uh pounds but um you know i've seen a program years ago where they were showing like a, a child that there'd be a big crash and a, a woman would see it and there'd be a child under a car and they weren't lifting up one corner they were fucking flipping the car over i can't remember where i seen it there was a program one years ago and it kind of stuck with me and it came to my came back to my mind when i was looking at this uh this kind of thing um so like people can do that like you often see people like there was a story before of um a truck that crashed and i flipped a couple of times and it was on fire but one of the lumps or one of something that was i don't know what it was, it was like five thousand pounds and it fell off and it was on a child that the child had broke his legs blah 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 but there was no way for the child to get out um and they couldn't wait for anything to come because everything was on fire around him and a fucking firefighter came in and lifted the thing off him himself like lifted it up he didn't it just if you can imagine a kind of i suppose a square block and it was on him he didn't lift it up so the child could crawl out the child was unconscious and both his legs were broke he lifted it and flipped it on the side you know that should be impossible you know and then of course look there's so many people in the world that you will find some people that are superhuman um like your man that ran the 50 marathons and 50 states and 50 consecutive days um there was another one there as well where uh if you heard of free diving where people can dive they don't have oxygen tanks or suits or anything like that like one fella took one breath one time and done a free dive for nine minutes now I understand you can train yourself to do that. You can hold your breath longer, and the more you do it, the more, um, the longer you can hold your breath over a period of time. And I suppose under control training and stuff like that. But fucking nine minutes. Nine minutes and seventeen seconds. That's a long, long time to be holding your breath. Um, well, I suppose it comes like that. With our bodies, we think we know everything, and you know, with our mind, we we know we don't know everything, but we think we know a lot. But the more I'm doing this podcast and the more I'm looking stuff up and the more I'm getting different emails about stuff that I didn't know about from you guys and I'm, I'm looking at stuff that I didn't know and, you know, it's just it's like, we don't really know anything, lads, to be honest. We think we know everything. We know very little. And I suppose what I really mean by that is there's so much more to discover just about the human body itself. Like, we're always talking about space and you know, we can only see X amount of it, or apparently we've only 5% of the ocean uh, checked at this point. Because obviously the ocean's so big, so fast, and so deep, it's very hard to see underneath it unless we have ecosystems and x-rays and stuff like that. I think we can see 3% of the sky at any one time. That's why we miss uh, comets coming in and asteroids and stuff like that. But what we don't really concentrate is on a, a, a lot, it seems, is our own body, like our, our own mind, our own strength of our body. You know, like, it's it's just kind of crazy. Like, like what are we capable of doing, really? Like, like if we had our 100% muscle capacity, and if we're able to use our mind 100%, what we could be able to do, I wonder what we'd end up doing in the long run. You know, and I suppose our minds are getting better as the generations go on, but our, our bodies certainly aren't. I appreciate in uh, the Olympics we can run the 100 metres faster or maybe jump a little higher, but overall evolution has made us weaker and softer um if you go back to the chimpanzee like a chimpanzee where 
evolved from them. We're not their ancestors, but we've branched off in the evolution. As I understand it, like they're four times stronger. That like an average chimpanzee is four times stronger than an average uh, human. That's because of their build, they're more muscular and stuff like that. And I kind of wonder then about the human body and how it's evolving and how we look and like I think it's a strange body that we have um and when I go in talking about superhuman and all those examples that I gave you there about like let's look at another side of for a minute and see what we think and like you know when you look up at the sun and your eyes hurt you like you're kind of blinded and you might see kind of stars for a while after in your eyes and you can't really see like that's bad design isn't it like there's no other animal or mammal or an insect that looks up at the sun and gets blinded they all have what they need through evolution to um to be able to combat that but it happens to us all the time like we're so weak and and so shabby like like we can't like if we don't eat for a couple of days or a couple of weeks we'd fucking fall asunder like if we have to drink every day if we don't drink for three days we're, our 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 whole our organs start to shut down like you nearly think that we weren't we didn't evolve on this planet the, the human race and i actually looked into that before and well i've seen a program about it before first and then i looked into it but they reckon that, um, you know, when they talk about um, aliens, you know, ancient aliens and all this crack. But they were saying before that there was, and I mentioned this in the podcast before, that there was a race called Anunnaki. And they came from a different uh, star system. And apparently when they got to Earth, they seen, they were, you know, they were doing whatever. I, I, I won't go into the whole story, you can look it up. Uh, they were using us as slaves to do their labour of work that they needed us to do. And uh, apparently they, they crossbred our DNA and they, they made us that bit smarter so we could understand uh, what they wanted from us to do and stuff like that. Now, if that is true, fair enough. If that isn't true, that's also fair enough. But the, the, the human body to me looks like a thing that it looks like we nearly did, didn't evolve properly. Like, for example... You often hear, like we, like when I was younger, I used to choke the whole time. I had a very small swallow, I was told. What, what sort of shit? But, um, like you never see a dolphin choking or you never see a giraffe choking. Oh, what happened? This elephant's after dying, he choked. Never happens. Happens to us. We go out into the sun, it's sunny out, our skin gets burnt. That, that doesn't happen to any, any other species on earth. Just happens to us. So... And we're soft and we're gooey, like, you know, like, I, I do appreciate when we get a cut that our body or itself heals itself. It sends all the, the the blood cells down and, you know, if you get a cut or, you know, if, if you get cut by glass and it's not that big or a scratch, your body will heal itself, which is amazing, like. um. And I talked then earlier about the human strength and the feats of human strength and a guy holding his breath for nine minutes and people lifting cars off people and your man struck by lightning and I don't know if that's a feat of human strength that's just probably an unlucky motherfucker really isn't it um I keep like since I read that that keeps going back into my head he ended up shooting himself when he was 71 over over unrequited love it's like he must have loved somebody and they left him or whatever the story which is just terrible like but uh getting back to the point 
like on 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 one end we're kind of superhuman we, we can do stuff like that when adrenaline kicks in and on the other end then we're so soft and gooey and we're so like why do we go blind as we get older like surely when we get older we're going to need to see better than we've ever needed to see because we'd be more frail so let's say you're 85 or 90 years of age and you're walking from a to b and now your eyes aren't working as well as as, as like they're working probably the, the worst they've ever worked since since you were a child but you need them the most so it seems like bad it seems like a bad design the human body it really really does um so there's an article that i read saying that you know maybe that the ancient aliens that we were or, or one other article said that ancient aliens actually brought us here that we weren't the the story of evolution isn't true it is true to the point that it's true but we ourselves were created or brought here through dna with somebody else and that's why we're not um that's why we can get sunburned or that's why we choke or that's why like we can eat foods that give us diarrhea and and that's you know that's why um our our eyes get bad and and like as we get older you'd imagine like you know obviously we're intelligent enough now that we're not living out in the amazon or out in the savannah somewhere um and you know when you get older like when you're younger if you hear a, a lion coming after you you'll be faster so you might be able to climb a tree but look at us now like for instance like let's say you're in your, your 80s your 90s your fucking your eyesight goes and your hearing goes like you can't really that should, you know they should stay constant the whole way if if the body was made properly or if the body was if you like perfect design uh, and then to talk about of course god made us you know um if, if you ever wanted a doubt that god made us look at the state of yourself you know and the state of me i mean the state of everybody we're really not designed for this planet at all. We've big bendy knees that don't do right. We've elbows that don't bend out right. We've, you know, as I said, we we be like we've we're we're one of the weakest species in the world. Any disease, even with COVID nineteen, all down through history, any bit of bacteria at all, we fucking fall asunder straight away. We're allergic to so many things. We're allergic to some people are allergic to nuts. You're allergic to shellfish. Some people are allergic to other stuff. Um, you'd imagine a species that was uh with all our other animals and all the other arachnids and mammals on the world that we all evolved together that we shouldn't be so easily taken out. But I suppose that's probably a story for another day. So I'd be interested to hear if any have any uh superhuman strength stories. Has it ever happened to you? Do you know anyone that's ever happened to before? Um, what do you think of it? Do you think of do you think it's bullshit? Um, do you believe it? Do you think that we don't use all of our the strength of our body that we could use? Do you think that we? What's your opinion on it all? Do you agree with me that we're very weak as as uh, a species that that uh, our eyes and our hearing goes? And I know you can say, well, they they generate with age. Um, but if if it was to be the depth, the, if we were to evolve properly, um they should stay the same because surely we need them more when we get older to escape um attack from other animals now you might say we don't have to worry about that now but that's only the last couple of thousand years like we haven't evolved in the last ten thousand years like in looks wise like if if, if you took someone ten thousand years ago as a baby 
and, and brought them here as a child and raised them normally. They were just like you and me, like they wouldn't know any difference, you know. So it's kind of a very interesting topic, but yeah, I, I do think we're weak. We're very, very weak as a species. Uh, so yeah, look, if you'd like to contact the podta- podcast about anything at all, it's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. As always, absolutely love to hear from you. Um, love to hear if you have any ideas for a podcast. Or look, I say this a few times, I'll say it again. If you'd like to come on uh, and have a chat about something, or if you know somebody who has interesting stuff to talk about and would like to come on, um, yeah, get in contact with me. So as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay safe, mind yourself. Bye-bye.